Praise the Lord. I follow others from there. All things work together for good. This thing wasn't working. <laughs> but it's not working. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for the privilege we have to hear your word. It's such a privilege. Because there is nothing more important than what you have to say. There's no wisdom greater than your wisdom. And so, Lord, we trust you this morning that not only will you speak to us, but that you'll cause it to have entrance and break through every resistance so that it will get to our spirit and bear fruit for our own good and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we, you know, like that song, Pastor Sam, like he read my sermon, talking about faith to receive. Faith to receive. Our text is James 1.6. James 1.6 said, but let him ask in faith. Let him ask in what? Faith. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. When you hear scriptures, I'm begging you, don't treat it like the word of people, because this is absolutely true. God is saying you will not receive anything from me. You receive nothing, regardless of whatever people tell you, you do this one, shout in the afternoon, do whatever you want to do, pray in the morning, pray. No, no, no. If you don't pray in faith, God says you will receive what? Nothing. So if you, if you understand that the God you are praying to is the one telling you this, do you have any other option? Go back to what instructed you. If you pray in faith, you get it. But if you don't, you will, receive, you will not receive anything. Whether you pray 1 a.m., 12 midnight, 6 a.m., shout in the afternoon, shout in the afternoon. It's all bunk waste of time. It's all totally waste of time. We should, we should, look, if you're a Christian, take the word of God seriously. Don't exalt anything above what God says. Don't. Don't try it. Because it will not work for you. Oh, so God says, but let him ask in faith. Simple. Nothing wavering. Don't waver. Make your request known to me. Anytime. Anytime. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed all over the place. Today, oh, God had me. In the afternoon, oh, I think God didn't hear me. Tossed all over the place. He won't get anything that way. The person telling you something else, is he the one to answer your prayer? I'm asking a simple question. So I want to emphasize the place of the tongue in receiving from God and keeping your blessings. Matthew 12, 37. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Your word justifies you. Your word denies you. Your word. Today, yes. Tomorrow, no. 
God says it won't work. Proverbs 6 2. If you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said, you trap yourself by what you said. You are caught by what you agree to. All the blessings of God in Christ Jesus have already been given to us. We need to change that paradigm of thinking, no, let me pray so God will do something now. Understand that all you need for life and godliness has been what? Give. God said, before you finish praying, I have already answered. The, the arrangement of God doesn't really change. When he created Adam, he created everything Adam will need before he created Adam. And he didn't create Adam first so that Adam will come and tell him what Adam will need and so that Adam will come and help him in creation. No. He finished everything and now created Adam and said, hey, this is all yours. The same thing he did in the new creation. God doesn't change. The same thing. In Christ, he prepared everything. Brought us into Christ and said, this is what? All yours. Everything you will need, I have provided for you. That's the same So everything that, that we need to live on this earth has been given to us in Christ Jesus. So if you have that understanding, then you know that all you need to do is to do what? To do what? Receive it. 2 Peter 1, 3 to 4. 2 Peter 1, 3 says, according as his divine power had given. Is giving past tense, present tense, or future tense? Ah, I'm not teaching English. You came here before me. Some of you came to America before me. Is giving past tense, present tense, or future tense. What is it? It's giving an already done thing. God has given. God has given. Say it with me. God has given. That's right. That's what the Bible says. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Given already. This will revolutionize your life. Because success starts with the foundational thing you do. If you don't know it's been given, you'll be struggling to make God do it. God is watching at you and say, but I gave you this thing now. And he says, giving unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Who is him? Christ. The knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So if you are ignorant of Jesus, you will not know this sense. Whereby are given unto us the exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partaker of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lost. By the promises God made, which he has fulfilled all of it in Christ, he says, when you, when you know these promises, yeah, you begin to experience them. You begin to be a partaker of divine nature. What does it mean? It means you are born again. You are created to be like God. You have the new nature. You are, created to, you are righteous, created in true holiness. You have the life of God. So you have escaped the corruption in the world because your nature has changed. See, but these things come through knowing those promises which God has now fulfilled for you. 
And so the scripture says, my people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. Ephesians 1.3, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, who has blessed us. Is it past or present or future? Which is it? Somebody say past participle. <laughs> I'm not saying anything like this. Let me read it again. <laughs> All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? Blessed us. Is this something fulfilled already? So you have to have that mindset. You must have that mindset. Of course, if you don't have that mindset, you are immediately not in sync with God. Because God is saying, I have. You are saying you haven't. You see, you can't believe God for it. Because your mindset is... I'm trying to make God do something. God said, no, I've finished doing it. So from that point, you will never receive anything because you don't believe God at all. Right from the foundation, the foundation is faulty. I found out in dealing with God, let me tell you this. If you are not receiving, start adjusting. Like radio. The moment you hit the wavelength, boom, the thing comes. You don't have to do anything. Say, Lord, I missed it somewhere. Just start adjusting. What am I not believing? Why is this happening? And God will start directing you. The moment you hit it, joy will come. You see the Spirit of God witnessing in you, you God. Because He wants you to experience it. Nobody wants you to experience these things more than, more, than, more than God. God wants you to experience it. That's why He paid for it. That's why He paid for it. So let me read it again, Ephesians 1, 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. The only reason is because Christ is in you, the hope of glory. There's no other reason given here. Because we are united with Christ. Did you, did you see any other reason given here? No. Christ in you is the only hope of glory you will ever have in this life. There's no other hope of glory. You know why you're a child of God? Because Christ is in you. You know why you're a heir of all the blessings of God? Because Christ is in you. Because Christ is in you makes you a child of God and heirs of God and joint heir with Christ. If Christ is not in you, the Bible says you are, you are living a hopeless life. Ephesians 1, 12, I think. So. It says you're living a very hopeless life. They have no connection with God. Verse 5. Verse 4, even before he made the world, God loved us, chose us in Christ, chose us in Christ, chose us in Christ, chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his own eyes. Five, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and they gave him great pleasure. Verse 6. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out. Poured it out already. Poured it out already. Not going to pour out. He has already poured it out on us in Christ Jesus. The grace 
he has already poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased, all these things are past this, purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Can I hear amen? So you see that salvation is, is freedom. The word salvation means saved. If the son shall set you free, free indeed, and you have already been totally, completely delivered. The Bible said he purchased your freedom. Purchased your freedom with the blood of his son. So when God says, if you stand here and God looks at you and says, I purchased your freedom, what is he telling you? You are free. Right? Come on. You are free. But if you don't know that these things already have been given, somebody will convince you that you need to get God. Do it! John 8.36 If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free how? Indeed means total. Complete freedom. That's what we, are, we have. So all the works of grace have been fulfilled in Christ for us, and they come through his word of grace. It is the word of grace that reveals to you this truth to know them. Acts 20.32 Acts 20.32 says, And so now, and so now, that's Paul writing before he was on his way to leave this earth. He said, And so now I entrust you into God's hands. And what else? Message of his what? Did you read the message of the laws of Moses? The message of his grace. Because it is in Christ that all these things were given to us. By his grace, by his mercy, by his kindness. Which is all you, that you need to become strong. All of God's blessings are imparted through the message of his grace. Remember Peter wrote the same thing. He says, comes through the knowledge of Christ and the promises. Paul is saying the same thing. All of God's blessings are imparted through the message of his grace. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Which he provided as the spiritual inheritance given to all of his holy ones. Nobody has advantage over the other. For God is no respecter of uh, persons. All, all of us. We know we are dictated to walking by sight. So you are waiting for something to shake, have, have moving before your eyes. The day you were saved, what shaked? What did, what did, is it correct to say what shaked or what shook? I think you are changing my English gradually. The day you were saved, tell me what shook. Tell me what shook. But that was the greatest miracle in your life. You should win yourself from all this kind of stuff. I'm telling you. So our role is simply to receive them by faith and say amen. That's why God said I called you to rest because I finished all these things. And I called you to rest. Come and enjoy. 2 Corinthians 1.18 
As surely as God is faithful, my word to you does not waver between yes and no. 19, for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between what? Yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you as God's ultimate what? Yes. He always does what he says. Verse 20, for all of God's promises are going to be fulfilled. What did you see? What did he say? Past tense or past participle? For all God's promises have been what? Fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. Now, what, listen to the, what is remaining now. A resounding yes, and through Christ, our own what? Our own agreement. God says, I need your agreement. I need you to agree. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. John eleven forty. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you and promise you that if you will simply, what? Believe. It's finished for you. Simply believe it. Rely on me. You will see the glory of God. Doesn't take long. One time in my life, I've had a lot of stories my children say to the mother, they say, Daddy should write a book. One time in my life, every day, unless I don't close my eyes, I will see myself in, in a coffin, and in the, they will be burying me. Unless I did not close these eyes, to say, I will see the process. For seven days, nonstop. Seven solid days. Am I still here? Or is it my spirit you are seeing? Every time I dream that dream, I wake up and start laughing. I will laugh and laugh, say, they will laugh you to scorn. See, what you have forgotten is that the word of God is yea. He said with long life he will satisfy. And you can't change it. I don't have to pray about it. Because God is never alive. Seven, it's like every day I say they do more. <laughs> they do more. They do more. I think after seven days they got tired. Am I here? Oh, you are not sure if it's me. Please, it's me, oh, it's me. I'm telling you. You know, God told me, he said, I'll teach you myself. I've seen demons physically. I mean, I'm talking of dream. That's your thing. I've seen them. They have no power at all. They have no power. They are zero. They have been defeated truly. All types of Can I hear amen? Actually, let me tell you something. You know, the most fearful spirit is the, is the devil. You don't know. He's so afraid of you, you won't understand. But he plays on your ignorance and turns the tide against and makes you afraid of him. The scripture says so. I'm not the one. He said, he look, if you believe there's God, he said, the devil also, what? Believes. What is the next thing he says? Trembles. So our role is just to believe what God has said. And I want to talk something about the arm of the flesh and the arm of the Lord. To rely on the arm of the Lord is to rely on everything that God did for you. To rely on everything that God did for you. 
through Jesus Christ our Lord and say amen and say yes is to rely on the arm of the Lord. The arm of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 1.22 For the Jews require a sign like many people today. Sometimes I ask people, what miracle are you really looking for? They're not, they not sure. Oh, miracle, yeah, miracle. Which one are you looking for? They're not sure. The, the Bible says, this start today. For the Jews require a sign. And the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ, what? Crucified. Unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them, which are called, both Jews and Greeks. Christ is the power of God. Can I hear amen? amen. The power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God, the wisdom of God. If you want to rely on the power of God, you rely on what Christ achieved to himself. He is the power of God. The grace of God that brought salvation is him. The healer is him. The provider is him. The guide is him. He says, I'm the light of this world. You rely on him. If he says, I've done this for you, you rely on him. The arm of the Lord. Isaiah says, who, who has believed what? So that the arm of the Lord, Christ. And if you read that chapter, Isaiah 53 is talking about salvation and everything Jesus did. But the arm of the flesh is relying on what men have done, what men do, what you do. Jeremiah 17.5. Thus said the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusted in what? And maketh flesh his uh, Whose heart, this is the terrible one, whose heart departed from the Lord. He doesn't agree with God. He doesn't. So his heart had departed from the Lord. Verse 6, for he shall be like the heat in the desert and shall not see when good cometh. But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in the salt land, and not inhabited. But blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreaded out her roots by the river, and shall not, and shall not, shall not. See when heat cometh, but her, her leaf shall be what? Green. And shall not be careful in the year of drought. Why? A trust in the. The Lord says to him, Come, come. He said, Do you know I've delivered you from the cause? He said, Yeah, Lord, that's what you did. Yeah, I agree with you. He trusts in the Lord. And this one, God says, Do you know I delivered you from the cause? He said, No. Ah. Somebody has to pray for me to deliver me from the cost. And Jesus said, but I provided all that freedom. Say, no, 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 no. You don't know what that man, that man has anointed more than you. Because what you did is not enough. He has anointed. Arm of the flesh. Arm of the Lord. If you understand me, shout hallelujah. As simple as that. So he calls God a liar. First John 15. He that believeth on the Son of God had witness in himself. He that believeth not God had made him a liar. 
Because he believed not the record that God had given, that God gave of his son. And the arm of the flesh will fail. Why? Because it's not the arm of the Lord. Because except the Lord builds, those that are building are what? Send their time. Brethren, if you want to live a very powerful life, a life free of anxiety, and you see wonders every day of your life, trust Jesus. I've experienced this in for many years. I don't have to tell you about my life. And even this church where you are. Have people seen me ever come here and talk about money? But the arm of the Lord supplies. Can I hear you? <laughs> if I tell you where your mortgage is remaining, some of you will not believe, believe it. The one we talked at AGM is nothing compared with where it is now. The arm of the Lord. It's a simple thing. God said, I called you to rest. Stop all this in your labor. The arm of the flesh. Stop all this in your labor. It's the arm of the flesh. Come and enjoy the arm of the Lord. Because I love you with an everlasting I'm interested in your life. Totally interested. I care about you. I want you to live. I want you well. I want to enjoy your life. And I provided you all things that pertain to life and what? God. But you won't believe me. So Paul, Paul said, uh, rejected the arm of the flesh. Philippians 3.8 Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And for his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage. This is all the thing he used to do. So, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him, which means walk in tandem with him. Do you know what it means to walk in tandem? To walk in agreement. Thank you, Doc. It's a front to that, not Dr. Emmanuel. Walk in tandem means walk in step. He says so that I gain Christ, I gain him and walk in step with him, in agreement with what he said. I rejected everything I did and trust what he did. Trust what he did. That's why I said I live my life by trusting in who? The Son of God, who loved me and gave himself. So that's how I live my life. So he said, he said, yes, Philippians 3. Are you following me? Okay, Philippians 3. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him, in unity with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness. Through obeying the law. That's what I achieved. I've discarded what I achieved. I want to take what he provided. So he said now, I know, he said, he said rather I become righteous through faith in Christ. He provided me righteousness. Why am I doing this one? Which one is better? The one he gave me or the one I'm doing? So he said, through faith in Christ, for God's way of making us right with him depends on faith only. Because it is impossible to please God without what? Possible. So I'm walking in the spirit. It's depending on the, uh, the, on the arm of the Lord, depending on the power of Christ. That's how you walk in spirit. That's how you walk with God daily in fellowship. It's by faith only. It's by faith only you walk with God. 
by depending on Christ, depending on God, depending on his word, believing his word. That's how you walk with God and walk in fellowship with him. Galatians 5.12. For those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our life. Christmas, let us walk in as we are led by the Spirit, by his word. Let's just follow his word. Let's walk in, in, in steps with, with the word of God. He said, that's how you walk in the Spirit. That's how you walk in the Spirit. Because God is a Spirit. So God does not walk with the flesh. God walks with the Spirit. You know, so if you want to walk in unity, in fellowship with God, you must walk in step with God. Like Paul said, so that I walk against Christ and walk in step with him. Do you ever imagine that Jesus will walk outside this world? It's not possible. So Colossians 3, 2, 6, and now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. How did you accept Jesus as your Lord? By faith only. He said, that's the way you continue to follow him, by faith always, by faith in him. You receive salvation by faith in what he did for you. He said, the same way you continue to walk with him, by faith in what he did for you. Paul said, I live by faith in him. Faith in him, who loved me, gave himself to me. He said, I don't, I don't rely on what I did. He said, oh, before I was a law man, I used to think that all that, you know, 100% is concerning the law, I was what? Perfect. But you know Paul killed somebody. Religious spirit is the most dangerous one. Who killed Stephen? Was it not Paul that arranged it? And to him it was okay. It was okay. But before God, it wasn't okay. But he thought by cause of zeal of the law, he was perfect. You know, some people think they are perfect. Like, they think they are perfect. It's only God that makes you perfect. You can't make yourself what? But forget it. I listened to one preacher. He said, I used to think I was very good. He said, because I never pursued women, nothing, nothing. He said, one day God opened my eyes, I saw my life. I said, what? He said, yeah, those things you are doing, you didn't even recognize. This is the way I see them. They're junk. You have never lied? Don't look at me like that. You never lied. You never told a lie. You never bore grudge. You know what the scripture said? If you fail in one, you have what? How do you escape it? Answer me. So we're warned about depending on the flesh. Hebrew 3.12. Take heed. Brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Remember, Jeremiah said, This man that trusts in the arm of the flesh, his heart has departed from God. He doesn't agree with God. He's not walking in tandem with God. Here he's repeating it again in the New Testament that heart of unbelief disagrees with God. So you depart from God. You depart from God. Romans 8:13. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. The flesh will separate you from God. You shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, 
you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now you see, walking in fellowship with God does not mean you are sinless. But it means that even when you sin, you follow scripture. What does scripture say you do when you sin? If you what? Confess your sins. God says, I am faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. Now, if you believe God, when you sin, you do what God says, you are still walking with him. You are still walking with him. Because God knows none of us gets it perfect all the time. That's what Paul was writing. He said, we groan in this body, waiting for the promise to give us the split body. He said, we groan. We groan because you do some things. It pains you. You groan. You are so sad unless you are not born again. Unless you are not. Real, if you are genuinely born again, honestly, you will not be seen with a foreign thing. You know, I told the story about uh, 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 one preacher, forgotten his name. They were doing evangelism. And one, and one woman said to him, he said, D.L. Moody, Moody. He said, I, said, I want to come to Christ, but I, I like dancing, I like drinking. He said, I want to stop before I come. D.L. Moody said to her, I said, no, you come. He said, after you give, give your life to Christ, you can go and drink all you want. So she came. Real story. She came, gave her life to Christ. And after three weeks, she went to D.L. Moody. said, you know what? He said, I lost all the desire to drink. He said, he said, why did he go? He said, you have a new life that doesn't drink. Real story. And I had that same experience myself. If you have genuine salvation, you have that experience. I had it myself. I used to smoke. If you tell this, <laughs> broke up for not tell Rabbi. I used to smoke. This place was brown. You know, and it was so bad that if there, during the war there was no cigarette, we were smoking the back of uh, a was. When I got saved, brethren, when I got saved, the day I got saved, I had no desire for drinking, had no desire for smoke. The thing died. Every, no effort. Completely died. I was a new creature. The new nature took over my life. You don't have to preach to me about it. If you have genuine salvation, nobody preach, because sin will be so it will be so, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a strange thing. If you ever go there, you run back immediately. All your body is not, it's not there. It's, not, it's like you're in a peak pain. Am I telling a lie here? It's natural. It's when people don't have genuine salvation that you follow them around preaching, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. If any man is in crisis, what? That is absolute truth. Nobody preached to me to apologize to my wife for what I did. I didn't need someone. I cried my heart out. I wept, begged. Never even had someone had to live with. There's something in me was new. Christ in you, the hope of what? Something in me. Something in me. My heart broke for what I did. If you are not genuinely born again, you've got to be born again. Some of you think you are born again because you confessed your sin. That's arm of the flesh. You are born again because of what Jesus did. Arm of the spirit. He saved you. You didn't save yourself. Can I hear amen? 
So carnal mindedness is the issue. The carnal mind is not subordinate to God's word. It will shock you, but it's true. Even in this church, every church, so many churches, there are many people whose mind is not subordinated to God and his word. Because they cannot understand it, so they are only subordinated to their senses and their human wisdom, the thing that makes sense to them, to their feelings, and what they see. And so you can't see like God sees, because God sees spirit telling you spiritual truth. I made you righteous. Spiritual reality. I gave you a new life. Spiritual reality. But the man whose mind is not subordinate to this world will be arguing it. Why? He doesn't see it. His mind doesn't see it. And you don't have to fight such people. You have to love them. He doesn't see it. Because you were like that before. He doesn't see it. So he thinks what you're saying is not true. Paul said to the Quran, he said, because you have this carnal mind, I can't teach you everything. You won't understand it. But you know, the truth of God is understood spiritually. Not with your mind, really. With your spirit. So, carnal mind produces a mental ascent, not faith. Mental ascent says, you are my God, you are my God. You are the apple of my eye. The expectations of the ushers are saying, sister, can you move for this? Our department was impossible. I will praise you. <laughs> Listen to me. That thing he's saying, he doesn't even believe it. Carman can quote script, he preach it, but he doesn't believe it because he doesn't know it. He doesn't even know he doesn't know it. Why? Because when trouble comes, he's calling somebody else his God. But he was singing, you are my God, you are my God. So what happened to your God? The Bible said, those who know they are, they shall be what? And the reason he's calling somebody's God, simple, he doesn't know his God. But if you see why he's singing it and dancing, ah, Say that Jinjim sister, Jinjim brother, brush me. What's up, man? May that praise worship was awesome. Hey, Pastor Victor was in his element. It's only talk. Talk. Carnal mind does not understand spiritual things. That thing he's saying, believe me the truth. He doesn't know it. If he knows it, he will be strong, and he will do. Doesn't know it. That you read Bible and quote it doesn't mean you know it. No, it has to go into your spirit. It has to penetrate your mind. It has to. It has to. Oh man, it has to. It has to. And when you know it, you don't need Pastor Chinido. It will bring faith automatic, and the power of God is. It comes right away. Not tomorrow. Instant. Instant. Because God's word is true. Yeah. I remember when my sister had an issue in London. I saw this thing that somebody died and 
My children were crying and somebody, one of them came to me and said, Daddy, he called the name, they hid it from me. And they started to cry, start buying that with Then they, my sister stopped breathing in London. Wasn't breathing. They could, what do you could what? Could it? There are what do people call that could it? Could it? Could could read or could? Eh? Could whatever. And I, I was in my bedroom. I started rebuking that spirit of that. I said, it won't take place. Oh, people, God gave you incredible authority. Oh, my God. If you know what God gave you, you will never be afraid again. You, you can stay in your toilet and stop things in London. Because in the spirit world, there's no distance. It doesn't mean anything. And then, you know, to go be the glory, they brought my sister back. And then later on, this thing came. My sister became a bird, couldn't move, stiffened. And they, they called me. I was hearing my sister in great pain. My heart broke. Anyway, I'll hear the people, a lot of artists and blind people, they, oh, you, eh, eh. I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, you know my sister is a baby Christian. How do I help her? The Lord said to me, Practice what you preach. I said, which one? <laughs> he said, on Thursday, you were teaching people about the authority of the believer. Use it. How? I said, that's true. Instantly, this anger swelled in me. And something came like, over, just enveloped me. I stood up in anger. I said, I rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name. I said, you leave my sister in this minute. Come and take answer of my sister. When I prayed that prayer, I told the husband, I said, Ozioma will leave the hospital on so, so, so date. A few days, she will leave the hospital. That very day, I forgot everything. That very day, she called me. I said, Ozioma, he said, brother, you told, he told me I would leave the hospital. He said, I left that same day. He said, the same way he came, that same way he left. You have the are you kidding me? All of us have that privilege. You have it. You have it. You have it. You have it. Any one of us, all things we need for life and godliness has been what? Given, including authority. God put his power at your disposal. Say, my son, use it. Why? I'm your daddy. You are a member of this family. Everything I have, use it. God said to me, practice what you I forgot it. I said, look, he said, you are teaching Thursday authority of the believer. Use it. Peter said, such as I have, I can use it for you. All of us. God is no respecter of them. There is nothing I have you don't have. There is no advantage I have over you. What I have, you what? You have. If Christ is in you, you don't have one quarter Jesus, or three quarter. <laughs> what do you have? The whole of him. If I have the whole of him, my daughter, you have the whole of him. What's the difference? What he have, I have. I can use what he gave me. He can use what he gave her. And who gets the glory? God. And we get the benefit. Can I hear amen? amen. Oh! Church, can we wake up and be Christians? That's how the world will take notice of it. Praise the Lord. 
The carnal mind won't let, 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 me, let me read the, Let me read the scripture for us. Psalm 119, verse 130. The entrance of thy word giveth what? Light. It giveth what again? Understanding unto the simple. Simple is people who are ready to receive it. Not people who are argumentative, who know too much. God will leave you alone. If you know too much, God will leave you alone. God said, I will not strive with flesh. I don't have time for that. He said, if you are teachable, if you are meek, I can show you my ways. That's why Moses, God, showed him a lot. Because the man was meek. I was teaching it. I said, you know how Moses proved his meekness? His father-in-law came. Do you know anybody that did miracle like Moses? He did incredible miracles. The father-in-law came. And they said, he went to greet the man outside. He didn't say, uh, you know, I'm uh, anointed and, you know, uh, can he wait? He left everything, went and get the man or not do him. And when the man, he told the man what he's doing, the man corrected him. He said, what you're doing is not right. This is what you do, this is what you do. Am I telling right? What did Moses say? He said, yes, sir. And Moses did it. And when Moses did it, God walked on him. Humble man. Made himself of what? Honored the person he should honor. Very meek heart. God said, the meek I will show, I will lead in the way. But the proud, I will resist everything. A proud person will not accept what God said. Because he knows too much. He knows everything. Praise the Lord. Colossians 2, 7. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Roots grow down because the devil will challenge your faith. That's his job. You start agreeing with God and saying what God says, watch it. The storm will increase because he wants you to stop saying that. The Bible says that trials will arise because of the word. Because of the word. Do you know many times at this living world conference and all this, this, if I tell you, I don't know how many of them that I preached that I was sure that I would survive it. Standing here and preaching, you would think this man would know. I, I was coming, oh my God, I won't even know. I just, I'm telling you, I said to the devil, I was saying, I will preach this thing and I will leave. And not die. Am I here? Okay. It challenges us, all of us. So the Bible says, let your roots grow down into him. And let your lives be built on him. Then, it's then your faith will grow strong. In the truth you have been taught, not in rituals. Christ is the truth. The truth you've been taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. Then you see the power of the glory of God. Hey, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in human body. So you also are what? Complete. Through your union with Christ. Who is the head? over every ruler and authority. So you see that the spiritual man, Christ is sufficient for him. He doesn't need any other thing. Jesus said, in my name you shall cast out devils. That's enough. That's enough. Christ is his sufficiency. 
the word of God is sufficient for him. You know, one man had problem, went to God and was complaining, and God said to him, is my word really not sufficient for you? What else do you need aside of what I told you? Oh, Lord. <laughs> do you people pray for your pastors at all? So let's get back to the rule of the tongue in receiving. Confession is to affirm what you believe verbally. In Psalm 107, verse 2, 107, verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord, what? Say so. Whom he had redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You have to say so. God does not talk in vain. He's telling you how it works. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he had redeemed. If you are redeemed, you God said you must say so. You must affirm it. Agree with me. He said, yes. Christ is not, Christ is God's yes, but God is waiting for your own amen. He says, say it. You have to declare where you stand. It's not up to God. You know, I, I talk with some couple, I say, you want a baby? Say, yeah, pastor. I quit trying. I say, hey, God will decide. I say, you won't get anything. You won't get anything. God is not deciding anything for you. God said, make your own request. What? He didn't say, come, let me decide what you No, no, no. He said, hey, Pastor, eh, eh, anyone God gives, shy. Say, said, well, there's nothing to pray about <laughs> until you make up what you want. Because if you come, if, I, if somebody comes to you and says, give me anything, shall you because what do you want? Huh? God, Jesus saw somebody was blind. He said, what do you want me to do? But he knew he was blind. The man said, that I might receive. Said, Jesus wasn't going to decide for him what he wanted. So God needs us to affirm it to say, yes, this is why I stand. This is what I because by saying it, you receive it. By saying, words transfer spiritual things into your life. Words and action. Words and action. Words and action. Words transfer spiritual things. If you keep saying it, it, it said, it said, the, the, it said that the, the people of old that they 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 formed their word by what they said. That's what God is telling us. So look at salvation, for instance. Romans 10, 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, he explains it. For with the heart... Man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is now made unto salvation. It, it, it explains why I should say that. He said, when you believe, you are justified to have it. It's yours. But for it to manifest, you have to say. That's what he taught us here. Fact, let me read another translation. This, this, I think this time I'll continue on Sunday or Friday, wherever the Lord leads me, because I want to give you an acronym to remember. An acronym to, let me read, because uh, I haven't talked about prayer, self, what prayer comes into this thing. Uh, Romans 10, 9, let me read TPT. Romans 10, 9, and what is God's living message? It is this re revelation of faith for salvation. That's God's gospel. Revelation of faith for salvation. 
Revelation of faith for what? Salvation. Which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of righteousness, acceptance of God. And then the mouth confesses, resulting in salvation, in the reality. For the scripture encourages us with these words, everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. So you have to say it. Do you know that it is part of your covenant with God? Isaiah 59 verse 21. That's the way covenant functions. Isaiah 59 verse 21. As for me, this is my covenant with them, said the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee and my words which I have put where? In thy mouth. Shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of thy mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, said the Lord from henceforth forevermore. You know, do, do, look up here. Do you know the only thing God performs is his word? I'm asking. The only thing God will do is what? His word. Now, if you bring some other word, he it's not interesting, it's not his word. He won't do it. That's why I keep telling people, I say, you keep, if you like be arguing, that's your, it's not your life. It's your life, it's your life now. If you like be arguing, if it's not his word, and it's all these three trials your people do, God said, you won't even start doing anything. Because you'll make me a liar too if you didn't lie. He watches over his word to what? It's only his word God will perform. So you, it is good for you to have your, his word where? Because that's what he will do. If you have his word and add anything at all that is not his word, it's falsehood. He won't do anything. He will not do. He won't even start not to talk of doing it. Oh, I'll I, I show that the Holy Spirit doesn't do anything else except the word of God. You can't attribute to the, the spirit of the living God a lie. It has nothing to do with it. In Christ, he has all the fullness of wisdom and knowledge. He is the truth of God. All the revelation we need for life and godliness is in Christ. If you go into Christ, you him you live. Him you move, him you have your being, in him you have the revelation of your salvation and all the blessings God gave you. That's why the Spirit will come and perform what you're saying. But if you say any other thing, you're on your own. Praise the Lord. I want to give you an acronym. My time is up. Did you get anything out of You know what an acronym is? Acronym is an abbreviation of words that makes it easy for you to remember something. Can you put up that acronym, please? Okay. Can you read with me number one? Let's say, I am what God says I am in Christ. I want you to be louder, please. Let's go. One, two, go. Okay, the next one. I have what God says I have in Christ. Let's go. Then the third one put up. Then let's go. I can do what God says I can do in Christ. Let's go through it again. So only three. Number one. I... I am what God says I am in Christ. Number two, I have what God says I have in Christ. Number three, I can do what God says I can do in Christ. So we summarize this for you. Very simple to remember. Number one is, can you put it up? Let me see this. I am. Everybody say, I am. I am. No, I am. What's the next one? I have. Quick, quick. I have. Where's the next one? I can. 
So let's take it the simple one, I am, I have, I am, I can, I have, I No, let's take it again. Okay, number one, I am. Number two, I have. Number three, I can. Let's go again. I am. I have. I can. Let's go again. I am. I have. I can. Let's go again. I am. I have. Let's go again. Louder. I am. I have. I can. Now, talk to yourself. Say, I am. I have, I have. Let's go through again. I, I have, I can. Okay, let's go one more time. Now, what I want you to do during the week, homework, you have to feel it. I am feeling what he said you are. I have feeling what he says you have. I can feeling what he says you can do. Can you do that? I will make you, I'll, I'll, God will write this into your spirit, all of you. Because if you do this, if you do this for the one of the other Sunday, I'll give you a few weeks, you'll be, you see wonders. Praise the Lord.